0: On today's episode of Just Talking, we're talking about cutting down your own Christmas tree, rock climbing, vacations, elephants, and Katie's happy headlines, indulgences, and more. Thank you for joining. Let's dive in.
1: Let's talk about it. Anything and everything.
2: Let's discuss this calmly and rationally. Come
1: on in here. Let's talk about it.
2: Wait, wait, wait. Let's discuss
1: this.
0: Hello and welcome to Just Talk. And this episode is going to drop a little late today because we're recording on Wednesday because Katie worked a double yesterday and then she went rock climbing. So I apologize for not having it Wednesday morning for you, but it's up. We didn't want to skip the week. In the past, if we miss out recording Tuesday, we just have skipped the week. So uh, we're making progress here.
1: We're making a real effort to bring to you your weekly entertainment and update on our lives.
0: Yeah, and for everyone who listens and then reaches out and says they they listen and enjoy it, thank you because otherwise I think Katie would have stopped doing it.
1: It's yes, instant gratification.
0: Yeah. Do you uh okay. G-
1: gives this gives the fact that we do this any purpose at all. Why? It's fun. Yeah. Okay.
0: You don't think it's fun?
1: <coughs> I have fun. She's I talking have fun, a lot. I have fun doing this when I have energy, but when I don't have energy and I'm cranky, this is the least fun.
0: Yeah, I talk all day. Sometimes I have to do it when I'm a... Uh,
1: yeah, but you like talking. I do like I that. like sitting in a corner being quiet and re- thinking to myself for hours on end. That's not
0: true mm. at <laughs> all. Katie has such a weird <laughs> picture of herself. <laughs> Sometimes you're like, I can see why people don't like me. I'm a bit much. <laughs> no, you're, no, you're not.
1: <laughs> well, you don't see. you. I, I can see why my coworkers don't like me because I am a bit much at work. I get really goofy
0: nah, and wacky. I still don't think you could ever be a bit much.
1: What's <laughs> because you're in love with me. <laughs> Who told
0: you? (laughs) That's bullshit. I can't believe they would tell you that. (laughs) We went Christmas tree shopping. Katie's first time cutting down a Christmas tree and bringing it into her home. Speaking of which, we got to put water in that thing.
1: (coughs) Oh, yeah. I was going to do that this morning during my uh, morning routine and ritual of cleaning up the house. But I forgot. I got distracted.
0: So... Katie actually never had a... She says in her memory span, she doesn't have like a real Christmas tree in the house. So this was totally new for her.
1: I think... No, I think we got real Christmas trees up until I was about six or seven. Then we got... Fake ones. The the fi- the fake tree, which we've had since then. Yeah. We one haven't... Because, you know, you don't have to replace them because they're fake.
0: Yeah. But there's... They're... Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to knock on fake trees. I just personally... We
1: never cut our own trees. down, though. We would just go to a tree farm, like, you know, the pop-up. Yeah, because you can't do it in farms. California. Yeah.
0: You got, they, they import we don't all have from, like, Oregon and Washington. Yeah. At least where I used to buy You'd go to the parking lot and just buy one. Well, we'll yeah, say they're exactly. Nice, they're nice trees because they... They're, they're all perfect. They all, all perfect. look exactly the same. What did you think of your experience uh, mm. cutting down your own tree?
1: It wasn't what I was expecting, Um but i really i had a lot of fun what were you expecting i think i was expecting similar to how they put you know how they are in the tree f- the parking lots like how they're all really close together and you you can just kind of walk through a narrow aisle of of pine trees and it's just <sighs> magical and this was um, a large plot of land that had you know saplings and like everything from saplings to huge huge christmas trees mm-hmm. and we had to really like look around We really had to search out a christmas tree that fit our needs and our yeah. tastes
0: yeah you the you you pay for Mm-mm. cutting down your own by uh, not having a perfect tree because all the perfect trees they pre-cut and sell right up front
1: but i like that they're imperfect i like that they're not all the, they weren't all the same
0: i'll tell you the tree we have looks really good in our house we need a tree topper it's so yeah someone send us a, yankee, I am? a yankee tree topper
1: Oh, yeah. Someone send us a tree topper. Yeah. Let's just give out our address now.
0: Okay. <laughs> 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 um,. Yeah, but you cut it down yourself. Why well, cut it down.
1: They were offering free hot chocolate and free hot apple cider and cookies. That's the fun part. And like
0: people are there with their Santa hat on. It wasn't that cold. Usually it's like, <gasps> I know people hate the cold, but when it's like cold, even if it's snowing, that's a little more magical.
1: Yeah, that would have been cool. I, I think it's, cool.
0: I'm a sucker for that
1: shit. I, I quite enjoyed it. Now that I've experienced, uh, you know, all these fun traditions of Christmas that I'd never really experienced before, I've gone from a, a Grinch to, to a christmas loving freak
0: yeah she went caroling the other day she's too scared to go to the other houses though so she just leaves and then comes back five minutes later knocking on door and carols to just me and zimmer we're, b- <laughs> we're getting pretty sick of it <laughs> <laughs> Zimmer's like, this okay.
1: did not happen <laughs> <laughs>
0: again she's gonna carol again <laughs> we're out of cookies <laughs> <laughs> what do you like better apple picking your treat or cutting down your own christmas tree
1: I think I liked them equally. I don't know. I feel like I'd be betraying Christmas to say that I enjoyed apple picking more, but that was pretty cool. I
0: think apple picking is more fun.
1: Yeah, I really liked apple picking. Climbing
0: trees. I like climbing trees and Mm -hmm. throwing apples around. Mm -hmm. But cutting down a Christmas tree is fun. It is is expensive, though. Yes. But look, now we have our own tree in the house. I forgot how much the trees smell up the house. I like that.
1: I don't. Someone was saying the other day that once the trees are in the house and they start to dry out and warm up a little bit, then all the bugs are going to start crawling out of them. And that really, really freaked me out.
0: No, they're just messing with you. I I've don't never know. Had it
1: problem. wasn't to me directly either. It was the like one, to a group of people.
0: The only time I've had a problem is when the tree falls down, all the ornaments break. But we, I tied it to the wall. My dad helped me. We yeah. also put lights on the house.
1: Jimmy put the lights on the house. They look dad, very nice. He oh, me. Jimmy and Chris. And I mean, I decorated the inside of the house in November, yeah. like before Thanksgiving. So.
0: All right. You want rock climbing? Do you have anything to say? Do you want to tell the people about rock climbing?
1: Um, sure. I really enjoy rock climbing. I'm not good at it by any means, but that's okay. Cause it's something I like to challenge myself with. Um, we went last night. Cause it was the only night of the week that we could, all three of us could go. It's Tyler and Danielle. Those are my rock climbing buddies here in New Jersey. And we decided to go on a Thursday, on a Tuesday night, not realizing that it was the team practice night. And so they have two teams. They have like an actual competitive team and then they have, um, wow, like I a, didn't even
0: that's something a, that wasn't in my radar at all. Rock climbing teams.
1: Yeah. They have, com, yeah, they have competitive rock climbing and then it's going, I think they're adding it to the Olympics.
0: Oh, uh, well, rock climbing has, it's crazy. They scale the wall in like two seconds. Mm-hmm. It's always but like a cha- solo event though.
1: Right. But you are you, you are greeted as a team, I think. Mm. But anyways, so there was a whole group of um, young adults who were incredibly talented and just crazy impressive with their rock climbing skills. And then there were little kids who were equally impressive, who were just scaling these walls. And so the three of us were sitting on the floor for the first half hour waiting for them to leave because we are very self-conscious about rock climbing in front of those professionals. (laughs) So we were just sitting there watching these people do these really impressive, like they had set aside special walls for the competitive teams that you weren't supposed to climb if you weren't part of the team. And they were like, the holds were maybe two feet apart from each other, which is extremely far. If you think about your own arms, your own wingspan and the length of your legs, Like most, like the easy, the walls that I can do, the holds are probably six inches apart from each other. (laughs) And that's challenging to me. (laughs) All right. So that was pretty fun. I did pretty good for my first day back in three months. And I boulder. I don't top rope because I have developed a fear of heights.
0: What's boulder mean?
1: Boulder is on the walls that are no more than 10 feet, really. And you don't have to have a harness or a rope. You go, you go free.
0: And you just go like side to side.
1: No, you go up. You climb all the way up. Just go you go ten find feet an X up and back down again. And then you can jump down. Yeah.
0: Interesting. Whereas top
1: rope is the high, the high walls, um, and you have to clip into. You have to put a harness on and then clip into the, and tie into the, to the rope. And then you have to have someone belay you, or you can do one of the auto belay ones.
0: Interesting. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I'm not good at rock climbing. Don't enjoy it.
1: Have you ever been rock climbing?
0: Not in like probably a decade, but when I was a teenager, I really didn't enjoy it.
1: Yeah. It's
0: probably because I'm short with short wingspan. So it's just like, this sucks. Wish I was lanky. Could do this.
1: Yeah. there was a couple guys that were there that, that were doing really well, but then you kind of realize like you're six and a half feet tall. This is nothing. Like you yeah. literally st- from standing from the bottom. You can reach halfway up the wall. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh you and I are both going away next week. I'm going to Vegas. You're going back home. Are you excited mm-hmm. to go back home?
1: I am. Top
0: 3 things you're looking forward to?
1: Um my family and our three the so the three family the two family friends that we have and have been friends with forever. Um the three of us are going to go do an escape room and then get dinner together, which I'm really excited about. I've never done an escape room, so that's going to be fun. And then top 3? Yeah. Um, I'm really excited to see my friends back what about, home. What about food? Food?
0: Are you craving anything?
1: Hmm. My mom said she'll have tamales waiting for me, so.
0: Mm. And your, that's good. And your dad's tri-tip? Like, we don't get tri-tip out here.
1: Yeah, if he makes some tri-tip, that'd be good.
0: Mm-hmm. What about just Mexican food? There's no good Mexican food. What about your Korean food?
1: We are getting Mexican food after I mean, the your escape Indian room. your Oh, yeah. I'm really excited for Indian food.
0: We don't get any of that. All right, let's go on. Do you see our main topic today? Here, I'll let you know what it is.
1: <coughs> elephants?
0: Yeah, elephants.
1: It's a beautiful sound.
0: I, I said I started wanting to have a main topic again, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, educate some people on some stuff that I just educated myself on, which I kind of knew anyway. There was a story a couple of weeks ago about elephant that was blew my mind, and I think it's so fascinating and cool. Uh, I I usually say I have the memory of an elephant because elephants have like crazy memories. Mm-hmm. So I pulled up some stories about how all of the stories about elephants' crazy memories and how um, big of, big their hearts are. Do you know this about elephants? Like.
1: <laughs> Not about their hearts, but I know that they have um, really good memories, a good knack for tracing their steps, retracing their steps. And
0: they can talk to each other.
1: Can't most animals communicate with each other? They can
0: communicate more than like, let's go here or get away from there.
1: Or I'm ready to mate.
0: Yeah, they can can actually talk to each other.
1: Wow. They can express emotions? No,
0: they can like tell each other things.
1: Like, hey, check out that guy with the weird hat. I'll
0: get to it. First, we're going to do some of the heartwarming stories. So uh, there was this an elephant named. Um, it's in Thailand. And the name is Thong Sri, Thong right? So they wanted to see... They wanted to prove how much Thongsri had a heart for its uh, caretaker. So they put the caretaker in the middle of a field. And then they had two men... This was in sight of the elephant throng- Throngsi. They had two men come up and attack her, the, her, the elephant's caretaker. Uh, the elephant, with all its power and speed of a truck, started barreling down to the to, and charge the attacker. By the time she arrived, however, the man had wisely retreated because he knew what was going on. Uh, but Throngsi's sprint towards her caretaker was motivated entirely out of love and need to protect them she even offered her trunk to help the fallen human back onto its feet as the caretaker finally composed themselves thong reacted as a crutch clearly this is one of the thoughtful elephant, but this behavior wasn't uncommon so she gets rid of the attacker picks up the caretaker and then like you need a shoulder to lean on and walk home takes the owner away so that's there's and then there's another there's another uh, test like this about an elephant named Kamla. La. Lived in the same sanctuary as Thongtree, actually. And the caretaker leapt, uh, um, went into the water, the stream of a river, and purposely acted like he couldn't find his feet and couldn't stand, and like he was like floating down- away on the river. Uh, so he was struggling. This was just a test, but that didn't stop the baby elephant from diving headlong into the raging river. There's a video of this. Uh, and uh, she submerged herself nearly up to her eyes and... And all she saw was Derek in the water and all of her instincts just took over. She finally caught up to the caretaker and guided a laughing Derek to dry land. She proved she was willing to put herself in danger for someone she loved. Thankfully, it was just a test.
1: That's so sweet. Kind of mean that they're putting these elephants through these uh, tests. Like, I guess
0: so. Imagine the el-
1: anxiety that elephant's going through. Like, oh god, I gotta get in there.
0: <laughs> I guess, but it is a cool way to show the world. Yeah, and then, to prove. And then build up compassion about elephants to the world for people who want to care and not harm elephants.
1: Yeah, that's beautiful.
0: There's a bunch of stories like this. There was uh, in 2004 along the coast of um, Phuket. Fuck it. How do you say it? Thailand? Phuket. Phuket. It's not fuck it. A little girl named Amber Owen rode an elephant named Ning Nong. That's a great name. (laughs) Ning-nong. Ning-nong. As part of a -a once-in-a-lifetime tourist experience. It should have been all fun, but everything changed when the infamous 2004 tsunami struck. Imagine Mm. that. You're on an elephant and tsunami strikes. What a a story you have.
1: God, that'd be crazy.
0: While some people ran to pick up the fish scattered across the beach when the waves went out, um, he became agitated at once, the elephant. He knew something was wrong and began running as fast as he could inland with the girl on his back. Nang Nang f- fought against the approaching current before hiding behind a stone wall and avoiding the waves that wrecked everything on the shore. He saved my life, Amber said. Even better, Ning Nang's heroic served as inspiration for something unique a play. They made a play about Ning Nang. So that one's. He saved her life. He saved his That's own crazy. life, too. She just happened to be on her back. Yeah. Then there's this video of they're at a zoo and one of the baby elephants falls into the water mm-hmm. and they're all um, worried. She's like drowning. And then all the other fel- elephants jump into the water really quick and get her out. Oh, That one seems normal. It seems like a lot of animals do that one.
1: It's though. an instinct to instinct to protect your baby.
0: Yeah, but they have crazy, uh, crazy memories. There's people like, you know, they helped them and then they come back. So the craziest story about how they communicate to each other is this story of an elephant that got shot, right? And it ran to this sanctuary where like a hospice for animals or whatever is set up. I don't know what the, the, the like, wildlife like reserve. Mm-hmm. It ran there to seek help to get like healed back because they knew the humans were nice there. But that elephant had never been in the care of those humans before. But she knew to, exactly where to run when 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 she got shot.
1: Wow, that's weird.
0: The elephants that she hung out with had been you... in the care. Uh... So the so the elephants can tell like they're good guys. Go to them if you need. That's more than communicating. Just I'm hungry.
1: That's L- go here. Basic go there. instinct, basic survival communication. Yeah, that is weird. Like, how
0: does the elephant tell another elephant? You're going to take a
1: left at that one tree, then a right at that really big rock, and there's going to be a couple little rocks. So you're going to go straight past them. Isn't that crazy? That's the original how story that they... got me
0: started on that. I heard all the other ones before about how nice they are, but that's fucking insane.
1: Elephants are beautiful creatures. I got to ride an elephant. I felt you really mean guilty they're, about they're, it. You
0: mean their spirit. Yeah. They, like, physically, they're not beautiful.
1: They're very interesting looking. No. No, I mean they're spirit. Like, they're, you can tell they're, they're gentle giants. They're, they're just pretty
0: ugly. They got like a huge dick hanging down off their face.
1: <laughs> Jimmy, have you ever seen an elephant's eyes?
0: I think. I don't know. They're we, uh, soulful. They are? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. They're migrating to safety and telling each other how to get there. That's another story I got right here. That seems nice of them. Elephant's eyes. I'm going to Google it. Elephant's eyes. Images. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. They got nice eyes. <laughs> Brown eyes, soulful. Just cuz all the wrinkles. You're just looking at have the wrinkles. You ever, and you No,
1: have you ever seen have you ever seen a live elephant? Like in person?
0: Yeah, I've been to zoos before.
1: But have you ever like gone up and pet one?
0: Not in my memory span. Maybe when I was really little.
1: I have. I got to feed an elephant, a baby elephant. It was so cute. Got to ride an elephant. Which I felt kind of guilty about.
0: All right. I typed in beautiful elephant. Yeah, I'm not seeing it. (laughs) They're they're surrounded by beautiful scenery. That's for sure. Just not seeing the beautifulness of an elephant. Well,
1: is there an animal that you find beautiful?
0: Hmm. Is there an animal that I find beautiful? Um, There has to be. I can't think of it. I don't
1: think so, Jimmy. I don't think you're an animal person.
0: I'm gonna so Google, I think you're going to find any, like you're going to find animals.
1: flaws in any animal that you see.
0: No, like this, physically, this tiger is beautiful. Oh, lions with their manes. Yeah. I can get down with a lion and a man. Like that's a handsome lion.
1: <laughs> okay. All right. That's a good answer, I guess.
0: Yeah. Animals can be cool looking. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at beautiful lions right now. Holy shit. That's a real thing. Google beautiful lions. Yeah, they're majestic. They got the hair sweeping. In. All right, do you want to hear one more elephant story before we move on? Sure. In 1986, Peter Davies was on holiday in Kenya after graduating from Northwestern University. On a hike through the bush, he came across a young bull elephant standing with one leg raised in the air. The elephant seemed distressed, so Peter approached it very carefully. He got down on one knee inspected the elephant's foot and found a large piece of wood deeply embedded in it. As carefully and as gently as he could, Peter worked the wood out with his knife, after which the elephant gingerly put its foot down. The elephant turned to face the man, and with a rather curious look on its face, stared at him for several tense moments. Peter stood frozen, thinking of nothing else but being trampled. Eventually, the elephant trumpeted loudly and turned and walked away, and Peter never never forgot that elephant or the events of that day. 20 years later, Peter was walking through the Chicago Zoo with his teenage son. As they approached the elephant enclosure, one of the creatures turned and walked over to near where Peter and his son Cameron were standing. The large bull elephant stared at Peter, lifted its front foot off the ground, then put it down. The elephant did that several times, then trumpeted loudly, all while staring at the man. Remembering his encounter from 1986, Peter could not help but wonder if this was the same elephant. So he summoned up his courage, climbed over the railing, and made his way into the enclosure. He walked right up to the elephant and stared back in wonder. The elephant trumpeted again, wrapped its trunk around one of Peter's legs, Picked him up and slammed him against the railing, killing him instantly. What the fuck? Probably wasn't the same elephant.
1: Jimmy, that's horrible. (laughs) (laughs) That was so mean. (laughs) I was about to start crying. I was like, that's beautiful. You you're an asshole.
0: I, I was I was trying so hard not to break. Cause I cause you were it was wrapped around your finger.
1: You are an asshole. <laughs> oh, I hate you. <laughs> oh my gosh. I can't I can't even with you. That's not a true story, is it? You just made that up.
0: Oh, it's not a true story. That's you mean. <laughs> oh. all right you want to move on to the next thing this is a story that you put on here that i don't i didn't even read it do you want to tell me yes okay you want to read it to me
1: yeah so (laughs) or sum
0: it up or however you want to do it
1: okay So the headline of this story is nine year old gets Colorado town to end ban on snow snowball fights. I was originally going to use this as one of my happy headlines, but then I clicked on the link and read into it and I thought this was too cute to not share as one of the main articles. So in Severance, Colorado, a nine-year-old boy has convinced the leaders of his small northern Colorado town to overturn a nearly century-old ban on snowball fights, and he already knows who his first target will be, his little brother, mind you, who is, I think, four years old. (laughs) So Dane Best, who lives in this often snow-swept town of Severance, presented his arguments at a town board meeting Monday night, and the members voted unanimously to lift the ban. Uh, he was quoted saying, I think it's an out, an outdated law. I want to be able to throw a snowball without getting in trouble. I mean, who doesn't? That's ridiculous that there was a century-old ban on snowball fights. Yeah, I mean,
0: they've probably not enacted at all. Like It's illegal to spit in public in Connecticut, but that didn't stop me from spitting in public.
1: What? Okay, so then uh, the article says that Kyle... I don't know how to say it. Redkirk? Wrightkirk? Assistant to the Severance Town Administrator said the rule was part of a larger ordinance that made it illegal to throw or shoot stones or missiles missiles, at people, animals, buildings, trees, and any other public or private property or vehicles. Snowballs fell under the town's definition of missiles, which is silly. Um Dane took up the cause, writing letters to his classmates in support of overturning the ban. He must have been, like, the coolest kid, the coolest rebel in his school. Like, yeah, you guys signed my petition. Like, we're going to get this ban lifted.
0: Imagine if it backfires. Freedom to
1: the snowball. Yeah. They, like
0: he, he walks out of the school <laughs> and with they all attack. Triumphs to celebrate it. <laughs> and everyone immediately just <laughs> pummels him with snowballs. <laughs> Pretty funny. Do you like the movie Snow Day?
1: Yes, I haven't seen that in forever. Actually, you and I started watching that the other day or last well, year, like years, a while ago. Like, no. Yeah, I love that. But movie. we never finished it. I'll watch that movie. But yeah, I want to watch that. Okay. Um, when board members asked Dane during a meeting in November who he wants to hit, he pointed to his little brother. Imagine being that little four year old, like, oh shit. They laugh. <laughs> uh, Dane has a guinea pig, which is also illegal in Severance. So this guy's just a rebel.
0: I'm all for guinea pigs being illegal. Don't, don't be holding a guinea pig. <laughs> did you hear PETA? Did you see they want to change all the terms? JK, I overheard I you recording. Yeah. They want to change uh, guinea pig, like let's guinea pig it to let's test tube it. I want to change a bunch of things. My favorite one yeah. is they want to change beat a dead horse to feed a fed horse. Feed <laughs> a fed horse is awesome. I, I just went, I went on on the radio show how much I like feed a fed horse. <laughs> because you can be like uh, you've already fed that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it Peter's stupid. Uh,
1: Peter is stupid.
0: They go about themselves in the, in, a, in the worst it's way. It's a
1: joke. It's a joke. It's a joke. It's a bloody joke.
0: All right, next up we got
1: <sighs> Katie Happy headline. Jimmy's face is blue right now. And he's panting. Not panting. He is trying so hard to catch his breath. He's a winded. I am fine. Please start your headlines. (laughs) Okay. (sighs) (laughs) All right. First on Katie's Happy Headlines. Dog sniffs owner's cancer. Not once, not twice, but three times.
0: I mean, depending on how it smells, this could be a terrible headline.
1: I mean, you got you got to think that, like, that the owner is probably, anytime the dog comes sniffing towards her, him or her, he's probably just like, oh, fuck, not again. Did
0: you hear about there's a human that could smell Alzheimer's and she smelled it correctly in like 10 out of 12 patients? And then the one of the patients she didn't smell it, or she smelled it, but they didn't have it, got it like four years later. Wow. That's bizarre. Yeah. Katie chose all the happy headlines herself today. I did. So I don't know what's coming.
1: You don't. All right. A community-wide search for an elderly, blind, and deaf dog that went missing from a foster home over Thanksgiving ended successfully Friday evening, November 28th, a rescue worker said. Nice. A really long headline. You've got a job to do.
0: Get off your ass and you find that damn
1: dog. Find that blind and deaf dog. I'm wondering how an elderly, blind, and deaf dog... Managed to escape without being noticed. Oh, you know what and happened on this? And also, how it got far enough away to be considered missing. You know what
0: happened on this search? This is fun. On, the, on this search, they were like, all right, what's the dog's name?
1: Ah, oh, George.
0: Uh, okay, here we go, George. Here we go, George. <laughs> Ooh, sir, he's deaf. And blind. So many people were clapping and whistling for this dog. And yeah. He can't hear a thing. yeah. And like, okay, I guess we'll just search in the quiet. Yeah. You're basically searching for a moving rock. <laughs> <laughs> you can't draw its attention. No.
1: Well, I guess you could probably put out, like, lay out a bunch of treats. You could put out a treat trap where it's just a pile uh, of bacon, jerky, treats.
0: He just kept calling the dog's name and he couldn't like, not I don't do know it. what else to do. Yeah. <laughs> this is how I find the dog.
1: <laughs> This is how they train me. <laughs> All right. Next, we've got a 96-year-old man helped save bluebirds in Idaho by building over 300 nest boxes across the state.
0: I love an old man who has a hobby. Like a, a, and who like, turns
1: a hobby into a helpful hobby?
0: I don't need to be man either. Just once you're old and you're retired and then you dedicate your life to a hobby and you become like that dude, you become the guy who makes nests for bluebirds. Just everyone needs to find their thing. I don't. It could be a train set. Some old men retire and just build train sets in their garage. It's like you find your thing and you you stick with it. That's that's. What the would
1: your hobby be? Do you think?
0: Right now, it's talking to
1: people. N- no, no, no. When you're an old man, it has to be like a physical hobby, like a craft. What would it be? Oh, a craft. Like building. I'm not train I sets. Don't,
0: I don't have that skill. Uh, I'd um, recreate war battles.
1: That's a good one
0: sure nerd i I think i'm just gonna read a lot
1: that's not okay okay forget i even asked the question
0: or like go to like a big brother place and hang out with kids like play sports or kids
1: that's not really a hobby though
0: yeah i don't have like but i'm not i don't have craft skills
1: okay it doesn't have to uh like baking cakes that's a hobby
0: oh yeah maybe i'll go find events and i'll like cook for
1: I'm not big. That's, that's a better answer, I guess. All right, keep going. <sighs> California community comes together for four-year-old boy who lost much-loved dinosaur collection in wildfires.
0: Oh, I used to have a, I used to have a dinosaur collection when I was like four.
1: So he was like very much obsessed with this dinosaur collection. He was all about dinosaurs, and he was devastated when the wildfires claimed that collection. Yeah. So. I think his mom posted something about it on Facebook or something, and basically all these people started sending him boxes of dinosaurs. Of, uh, they could have turned this into and a life mom.
0: lesson. They'd be like, well, dinosaurs went extinct. They didn't come back. Yours just went extinct. Now, all you have is the history of them, just like real life. Could turn this into a nice history lesson.
1: That's not really a nice history lesson. That is, I mean, all that poor child. If all, you were the that All your dinosaurs disappeared
0: child. to nature? Pff, tough break. That's what happened to them. <laughs>
1: A little harsh, but okay. Mother reunites with daughter after 69 years apart. It's a Christmas miracle.
0: No, it's fucked up. Depending on the reason they were apart. Yeah, I didn't read further into this. I just thought the headline alone But I'm happy they're
1: back together. Tuk Tuk Library brings books to poor children of Jakarta. Nice. You've been on a Tuk Tuk before, right? No, no idea what that is. Sounds cool. It's those... Those... It's like two seats on a cart on the back of a bike. And it's like supported by one wheel and it's attached to a bike. Oh, yeah. Like my dad would put me and
0: Ritzi in the back and go on bike rides.
1: But it's like a... They have them in Thailand. Oh, They're all decked out with like beads and stuff. And you pay to have someone take you around on a tuk-tuk. It's like a pedicab, but decked out. Yeah. Uh, At this Staten Island uh, resort... Blah, 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 blah. Let's try that one again. At this Staten Island restaurant, a kitchen run by grandmas.
0: Oh, I've heard of this before. It's like a different grandma each week or night or something. Oh, I didn't read that. And so, like, the, the menu changes, and it's just, it's kind of like what I said when I was retired. I'd go cook for people. It's basically, uh, like, home cooking. Yeah, it's home-cooked recipes and all that, and I think they rotate the grandmas.
1: I was picturing... sucks if you're
0: an old maid without any kids, but really good at cooking. No, no. I'm sorry, grandmas didn't get only. You back to society.
1: You're very...
0: You're <laughs> that's really mean. That's really mean.
1: That's really mean. Um I was picturing the restaurant was literally the kitchen was was the kitchen staff was just a set of grandmas that they put together to run a kitchen and in my head that seemed like such a bad idea because they would all be like, "Well, no 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 no. I I make a better gnocchi. No no no, my ravioli's are the best."
0: <laughs> no. My I,
1: grandkids I, love them. There's no denying it. I
0: think this could be a different one, but I know of one where they rotated.
1: This one's in um did I say?
0: Staten Island. Staten Island, yeah. hmm
1: That was in the art. That was in the headline.
0: Yeah, each night, Anona, from a different country, designs a fresh menu honoring her native cu- cuis- cuisine. Cuisine? Cuisine, yeah. I was like, what? I can't say this right. So yeah, they rotate it off. That's cool. All right, that ends Happy Headlines. And now, we go in to... Endurgency.
2: Before you disperse... I would uh, beg your indulgence for a moment.
0: I didn't put that on the soundboard.
2: So
1: you just feel like you have to do that every.
0: No, I didn't put the next sound. That I just I put it in there in post. But, uh, Please acknowledge me for a moment. Have you seen any good movies lately? Oh. Yeah, you don't listen to the show, so you don't know.
1: I it. do listen <laughs> to it. I don't think I ever get that far into it though. You never listen to the show. <laughs> well, but... it's so silly because then it just makes me feel really vain. Like I don't want to listen to myself talk
0: you got to find out what you're doing right and what you're doing wrong. I say like way too much, and I try to control it.
1: I also say like a lot, but I know that without having to listen to myself.
0: Yeah. Uh, indulgences. All right. I, I just crushed this show called Get Shorty, which is based off a book by Elmore Leonard. It's basically, they changed it a little bit. It's about this guy who's in, he's a, he's a muscle for the cartel, and they kill a screenwriter. And then as a way to get out of the cartel, he tries to get the, the script that the screenwriter wrote, produced. I loved it. Behind Hollywood plot, crazy Hitman's doesn't take itself too seriously. It's a bit of a comedy. Ten episodes. It was on Epics, which is now on Netflix, which is why no one's ever heard of it, because Epics doesn't broadcast or their stuff anywhere, and Netflix isn't going to promote it because it's not a Netflix original. Anyway, get shorty, Katie. I liked it. You saw a couple scenes.
1: I saw a couple scenes. I like the actors. I like Ray Romano, I think. I like Gary Romano. Um, and I like the Irish actor
0: Chris Lloyd, I think his name is.
1: Chris Lloyd.
0: I think that's his name, yeah. You said you've been listening to a new podcast lately. What have you been listening to?
1: Yes, I've been listening to a podcast called This Podcast Will Kill You. It is now part of the new network that uh Karen Kilgariff and Georgia Hardstark from My Favorite Murder have created. So they have a network called Yes, exactly. And under their, uh Moniker. They have several podcasts that they host, and one is This Podcast Will Kill You. It is a podcast hosted by two um, medical students who are studying epidemiology, and they talk about – every episode is a different um, – I'm blanking on the word – infectious disease. And it's fascinating, and it's so funny. They're really charming, very um, bright women – who are very knowledgeable, um, and they start each episode with a, what they call a mock, a mocktini, no, not a mocktini, um, a quarantini, and they're cocktails that they create, uh, to be punny, basically, so each episode is a quarantini based on whatever disease that they're talking about that day, (laughs) And so I'm about 10 episodes in and it's really good. I like it. They're funny and diseases are very interesting to me.
0: But you're kind of like, that's bad, sh- bad podcast for a hypochondriac. Cause you watched, listened to one I episode and told me you had the disease.
1: That was only the one time I've already gone 10 episodes deep and I have only done that once. So I think that's a good sign, a good sign of progress. I think it's kind of like, what do they call that therapy? Um, when, when you have to get over phobias, what is that called?
0: I don't know just shock like therapy pro-
1: progression therapy or pr- basically they th- I feel like I'm testing my fear of disease and illness by and my hypochondriacism. Is that, is that the word maybe I don't, don't know should. I am testing myself by learning about these diseases and reassuring myself that I don't have them so I think it's healthy I think it's good all right nice
0: I'm trying to find the song I want to end the show on, but I can't. But find Jimmy, it.
1: you would like it because they talk about what is it? What is the study of language? Roots L- of ling- linguistics. No, no, no. Sorry, not linguistics. Um, etymology. Oh,
0: meta- same, yeah, same thing. Kind of same thing.
1: They go into the etymology of the names of diseases, and I think that part would really interest you. Have you ever heard that abracadabra? The word actually comes from um, when malaria. I mean, malaria is still a big issue and affects a great number of people, but I don't, I, this, I think this was like in the 14th century and in Latin, it, I, I could be retelling this all wrong because I kind of dozed off in that part of the podcast, but they said that abracadabra actually means be gone malaria. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. So I thought that was pretty funny. You learned some like really interesting facts from this podcast. Yeah. Just like random facts, useless facts, but they're very fun to share. Nice.
0: I am going to play a Beans on Toast song to end the show.
1: Wait, wait, I got one more indulgence.
0: Oh, okay. What is it? Oh, you just added it?
1: Yes. Um, my book that I'm reading right now, As so my friend and I decided to do a book club between the two of us. And so the first book we are starting with is Where the Crawdads Sing by Delia Owens. It is featured in Reese Witherspoon's book club. Um it is really good. It is a murder mystery and coming of age story about a girl who lives in the marshes. Yes. And it's lives set in the marshes? Yes, and it's set between the 1950s and 1960s. It goes back and forth between 1955 or 1950 something in
0: 1962. Oh, I like I like timeline stories mm-hmm. like that. It's pretty cool. Can it's, you see the growth and the reasons why and all that.
1: I'm not very far into it. I'm about eight chapters in, but it's really good. Nice. I quite right. like it.
0: I'm going to end the show with a Beans on Toast song. Do you know what Beans on Toast is?
1: Oh, uh, It sounds really familiar, but I don't know.
0: No, he's not popular. He's this British singer who's really like a folk singer. Some of his songs aren't even really songs, just him talking. But he puts out an album every December, every year, and that's so much content to put out. So some of the songs I really like, some of them are silly, some of them are funny. Um, this song has a verse. I've probably told you this verse before, Caitlin, but I don't know if I've shared it on a podcast that I identify with. Like, I think it's a description of me. So I love this song. Here's the verse. I try to be nice and enjoy myself and I take things in my stride. I see the poetry and the simple things that happen in my life. And I believe in love and family and trusting in my friends. I believe in myself, but I also know that I don't know anything. So I don't take things too seriously and I like to play the fool. I understand the best things in life aren't things at all. No, you didn't even listen. I'm sorry. That was rude. <laughs> I was
1: reading your family chat. Okay, sorry, sorry, so sorry. Say it again. Okay, well, I edit Yeah, thank you. Oh, I promise I'm listening now.
0: I try to be nice and enjoy myself and I take things in my stride. I see the poetry and the simple things that happen in my life and I believe in love and family and trusting in my friends. I believe in myself, but I also know that I don't know everything. So I don't take things too seriously, and I like to play the fool, and I understand the best things in life aren't things at all.
1: I think you've shared that with me before.:
0: That's what I said to you. I said, "I know I've shared this with you before. I've never oh, seen it on a podcast. sorry. but that's why I like the song so much.
1: It's a good. I really like that, and it does it does perfectly describe you
0: so this is this has been just talking sorry that we were a little late today but it is what it is as always try your hardest do your best Caitlin
1: never never beat a dead horse but feed a fed horse no
0: you're not supposed to feed a fed horse either that's the point
1: okay well how about never Hmm. yeah I got nothing then okay I don't know
0: is.
2: Try your heart, Do
0: your best. Try your hardest. Right.
2: Do your best. Try your hardest. Do your best. Try your hardest. Do your best. This is Things by Beans on Toast. I'm not a poster boy for recreational drugs. I'm a 32-year-old man with a pocket full of stories, a handful of songs, and a 3 chord master plan. I try to be nice and enjoy myself, and I take things in my stride. I see the poetry and the simple things that happen in my life. And I believe in love and family and trusting in my friends. Believe in myself, but I also know that I don't know everything, so I don't take things too seriously and I like to play the fool. I understand the best things in life aren't things at all. The best questions go unanswered, the best mysteries untold. I keep my head held high, keep my shoes untied, keep a movement in my soul. Well if everything happens for a reason and everything's gonna be alright, one thing leads to another, these things happen all the time. When I look at the big picture and I just see loads of holes Some of them so far away and some right here at home But I'm not surprised when politics sells off its policies And religion contradicts itself with every blasphemy The prophecy, it came and went and I'm stood where I stand In the same blue Nike hoodie with a bin bag in my hand the best journeys are best travelled with the best of friends The best beginning start before the means to an end So be careful, be cautious, beware Bollocks, that's bullshit, be a breath of fresh air Well, I'm not sure what fracking is, but it sounds really bad Drilling holes into the hills and poisoning the land Searching for an energy that we're told that we need By the people who own the shares in the fracking companies At least we've got the internet to form our own opinions Till someone that you've never met decides to outlaw wanking They'll watch what you get off on, see whether they agree with that It's like it was a secret that human beings masturbate And if you let them censor one thing, then they're soon gonna censor more Till the things that you see aren't real Stop thinking for ourselves and things are gonna get bad Something worth thinking about before things get out of hand